Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. My name is Matt Scaff. In this episode, I want to talk about my strength and conditioning routine for jiu-jitsu. I've had a bunch of people ask me recently, whether they're students or people that are listening to the podcast, to go through a detailed account of what I like to do for jiu-jitsu. And let's get into it. First, I started um, when I was a purple belt, I became a personal trainer. And I did that for a couple of years. I uh, became a personal trainer at one of the big local gyms here. And I got a few different certifications. My favorite was uh, the Parisi Speed School certification. I worked with a lot of athletes, a lot of people trying to go into college for maybe football. And they wanted to just get faster. They wanted to jump higher. And it taught me a lot about how to improve as an athlete. And I still use a lot of that stuff in my training currently. But... Right before I got my brown belt. So I was a personal trainer. I would say about a year and a half into being a personal trainer, I tore my UCL really bad. So the UCL is the Tommy John. If you've heard of Tommy John surgery, that's that UCL. It's a ligament in the elbow, and I tore it pretty bad right before I was getting ready to do the second ADCC trials. And I believe that ADCC trials was in Miami. And so I tore it and I still was a personal trainer. I was trying to find ways to train around it. My elbow was killing me. And I went and saw the doctor and I'm pretty sure, I think he told me I tore it 75% of the way through. And he told me if I was a volleyball player, a swimmer, or a baseball player, I'd have to get surgery. But since I was a grappling, it would heal. And in six months, I would be about 90, 95%. Well, I started competing again after about the four-month mark. If you see any of my old purple belt competition videos, and some of them I have this big bulky brace on, and it's because of that torn UCL. Well, because I was compromising, or I should say compensating, I was compensating for that elbow injury, six months later, I ended up kind of having a freak accident, tore my labrum in my right shoulder and had to have surgery. I couldn't do any jujitsu for a few months. Well, I stopped doing all types of heavy lifting when obviously I had shoulder surgery. And when I was coming back, I was doing a lot of rehab, obviously, seeing my PT and doing everything. And that's so important. Anything your physical therapist does, make sure you have a good one first. But anything they say when you're recovering from a surgery, do it and make sure you listen to them. Don't overdo it and ask specific questions. See what the risk is of, hey, you know, if I do this six times a day instead of four, is that bad? And they go, no, 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 we just, four is the minimum we want you to do. So you're telling me if I do it 10 times a day that it won't hurt, it'll actually be better? Like, yeah, it'll be better. That's what you want to do. You want to make sure you're on top of that physical therapy. So doing a lot of physical therapy and lots of yoga and got into Pilates, started using bands a lot more, was loving it. Okay. And that kind of became my new thing. I was doing a lot of plyometric work as well. Some of that Parisi speed school stuff, working on my athleticism. And then I really wanted to make 145 pounds and compete. If you guys remember in some of uh, one of my early episodes, I talked about the first time I competed, like I tried to cut weight to 160 and I failed, you know, I ended up giving up. And so making 145 was a huge deal for me. And I have the body type, uh, I'm a mesomorph. So if I grab a weight, 
I gain weight. So any type of iron lifting, like if I grab a barbell, I'm going to gain five pounds. And so I stayed away from lifting for a long time, about two years after that shoulder surgery, partly because I didn't want to put a lot of extra stress on the shoulder, but also because I was competing at 145 and 155 pounds. So I was really walking about 152 at that time. And so I could make 145 pretty easy. Well, I found at that weight that I was getting injured a lot. I started getting a lot of injuries and especially training with big guys, I noticed it put a huge toll on my body. So anyone that weighed over 200 pounds, it just didn't feel safe for me to roll with them anymore. And after I'd got my black belt, one of the big things I wanted to do was to get strong again. I wanted to start lifting weights. And so I found a really good strength coach that was highly recommended. He worked with wrestlers and works with MMA fighters and I started his program. And since I hadn't done weights for a while, it was, man, anytime you get back into weight training, you're going to be sore and you're going to be really sore. And he was really focused on me getting stronger. And so there's a lot of heavy lifting. Well, after a couple of months, I started to feel like it was just too much heavy lifting. I feel like it left me compromised for all the jujitsu training I was doing. And I just, we didn't see eye to eye on a couple of things. And he was a great guy. Don't get me wrong. Love him. Great guy. But I just was kind of done with lifting heavy, especially as often as he wanted me to do. So I started doing my own programming again about a year, year and a half ago. Now about a year ago. So pretty much this whole year I've been doing my own programming. And I want to break down what I'm currently doing. So today's workout, I worked out today and I did assault bike sprints. So that was the main part of the workout was assault bike sprints. And then I did one heavy lift. I did some heavy good mornings right after. So I hate doing, um, I don't like doing deadlifts. I don't like doing back squats. I just think the risk of injury is too high. And I don't know. I like keeping the barbell in front of me. I like doing front squats. So I try and do one heavy lift once a week. That's it. I'll pick one thing. I really like zercher squats, goblet squats. I like um, I like good mornings. I heard the guy from Westside Barbell. What's his name? He's been on Joe Rogan. Um, blank on it right now. But regardless, Louis Simmons. So Louis Simmons was talking about how I mean he works with the strongest guys in the world. And like his gym has the most strong guys in the world. And you could you think you have to lift over two thousand pounds on your three lifts to just be able to attend and like go to his gym. And he was talking about how he uh, made his guys do 80% of the lifts that they were doing for their deadlift to get their deadlift stronger were good morning. So it strengthened the hamstrings in the back. And he's like, it just made perfect sense for me. He's like, where most people are getting injured on that deadlift is their back isn't strong enough. Their legs are strong enough to do the lift, but their back and their core isn't. And the good morning really works that. So I really started doing a lot of good mornings from that. And I love doing them. My back feels super healthy. Um, it's not an ego lift. What's funny, like good mornings, this isn't one of those ego lifts where you feel like, you know, you're at the gym and, you know, you see other guys like you don't feel like you have to like put on 25 extra pounds to show somebody how strong your deadlift is or your good morning, you know, your good morning is just a lift that it feels really good for the back and the hamstrings. And I love just the strength that's giving me in my core. So again, those are the four or five lifts that I like to do heavy and I like to do it once a week and I'll kind of rotate. I'll kind of have something that I'm focused on. I was focused on Zercher squats for a couple of months and I was trying to really go heavy on my Zercher squat. 
But right now, the good morning, for probably the past five or six weeks, it's been good mornings. And I hit a PR today, so I'm pretty pretty stoked about that. So salt bike, heavy good mornings. I did some hamstring work, and I always make sure that I do band work for my shoulder since I did have shoulder surgery. Bands are super important, and I think it was Louis Simmons that also was talking about how you need to do a lot of work like two to one, maybe even three to one work on your joints and ligaments than just your muscles. And so bands are one of the best ways to get stronger, like to really work those ligaments and get that strong tissues and get those connective, um, you know, the connective parts, the part that are going to get injured. And when they do, it's going to be serious. Most people just focus on, you know, lifting for the muscles and getting nice muscles I've really started putting a lot of effort into those ligaments. I like to do a lot of BOSU ball stuff for my knees, a lot of balance stuff for the knees. Um, one of the best advices that I've gotten is balancing on one leg will tell you how healthy your knees are. Like if you can balance on one leg and you know catch tennis balls and hop from you know one foot to the next foot and land stably, you have healthy knees. And it's something I try and do once a week. So that's the second part I'm going to get to is I do an athletic workout once a week. So I have one heavy lift once a week, one athletic workout. There was a time I was really into maybe six months ago, or probably at the beginning of this year, I was really into broad jumping. I was trying to improve the broad jump, my just regular broad jump and a triple broad jump. And I started focusing on like what do the NFL guys do? Like they test vertical, they test broad jump, they test some of these agility, you know, side to side movements. And I look to the NFL a lot because they work with, in my opinion, the best best athletes in the world, and that's where the most money is. I mean, there's billions and billions of dollars in the NFL. And especially for strength, I think the NFL just does a great job. And what a lot of the guys are doing now are a lot more pie, uh, plyometric movements. And so I focused on deadlifts. And, and during those athletic-style workouts, I try and do maybe it's sprints, maybe it's box jumps, maybe it's you know whatever it is. It's going to be something athletic. I'm going to use the ladder, like the agility ladder, and do a bunch of movements on there. And I really like that work for just becoming a better jujitsu athlete, becoming more agile. I've noticed, you know, especially just using the agility ladder, I noticed my standing passing is so much better from just doing different patterns on that agility ladder. And then lastly, once a week, I like to do a Pilates and yoga style workout. So a lot of stabilizations, a lot of hanging, a lot of band work. I like to get away from the weights and just if the only weights I'll actually do on like a Pilates style workout day would be rows. I really like doing rows for the back and the lats and the posture. So I might do some bent over rows or some just seated rows I like doing that during uh, that Pilates style session. I like I love yoga balls. If anybody that's ever worked out with me, I usually like to take them through like yoga ball routines. You know where you're doing different types of planks and different types of sit ups and different type of you know stabilization movements. And I've noticed that my shoulders are so much healthier when I'm doing especially that Pilates style workout once a week than if I skip it. If I do skip a workout, I like to skip the athletic workout. Just because I do so much jujitsu, I'm doing like different movement patterns like that. I like to do at least like if I'm only going to do two workouts 
in the week, I like to do the heavy lift and I like to do the Pilates. I'll skip the athletic work. But yeah, I like to work out three times a week. That's perfect for me. Anything more than that is too much. I notice that my body's a little bit too broken down. I don't feel like I'm recovering as well. I love doing those three type of work, you know. And so generally what I'll have is I'll have two or three goals. So right now, one of my big goals is increasing my heavy good mornings. Like I want to get a stronger good morning and I'm actually getting ready to transition back into VO2 max work. So the VO2 max is really important for your cardio. It really shows you like how fast you can recover. I read a study on Olympic, uh, excuse me, Olympic wrestlers. So guys that were competing in the Olympics and they tested their VO2 max and most of them were in the mid 50s. So they were there basically saying is, is if you want to have really good grappling cardio, you want to be above 50 on your test. I use the beep test. It's a test that, you know, you can do anywhere. All you need is a cone, two cones, I should say. And you need to be able to measure 20 meters, which is about 65 and a half feet. I think it's like 65.8 feet. And so you measure that out and it's a test that's done all over the world, especially in Europe. Like a lot of soccer teams and rugby teams use the beep test for their fitness test. And something that we've started doing a lot at our gym at 10th Planet Decatur. When you first do the beep test, if you're near 10, that's really good. I think the first time I did the beep test a year and a half ago, I got like 10.2. Most recently, about three months ago, the last time I ran it, I got a 13. So that's really, really good. That's near that 60 mark. And so when you're near 60, you have elite cardio. And it gives you so much confidence, like having that measured out for you and just kind of knowing that you can push harder. And so before I did my last tournament, the Olympus Invitational, it was a 32-man tournament with tons of monster black belts in it. I think there was people that came from like 15 different parts of the like multiple countries were represented and multiple states were represented in that tournament and so went right before i went down there i ran the beep test and i'd been you know working my cardio a lot i ran a 12.5 12.5 and so i just knew that i was ready to compete and i had a couple of grueling matches that i ended up winning and you know i made it I won a couple of matches, ended up getting to the quarterfinals, and I didn't lose because of cardio. And there's nothing better than going in with confidence in your cardio. Because if you're going in, you're going, oh, man, I don't want to like have an adrenaline dump, and I don't want to get tired. What if I get tired and want to quit? Man, you're already half defeated. And so I'd highly recommend doing the beep test. It's you know a free app that you can download. Obviously, like if you go to the UFC Performance Institute or you get like some, you know, world-class doctors, they have a more accurate test, but the beep test is just a really good look at, you know, it gives you an approximation, you know, it's going to get you really close to what your beep test is, or excuse me, what your VO2 max is. And so I say that I'm getting ready to be working on my own VO2 max, like I want to increase that number. And so the assault bike work that I did today, there's nothing better for cardio in my opinion. I know a lot of UFC fighters do a lot of assault bike work. A lot of CrossFit guys do assault bike work. It gives you cardio better than anything else. Like bang for your buck, you spend five minutes on that assault bike, your cardio is going to go through the roof. Just do that once a week. I promise your cardio is going to go through the roof better than anything else, better than burpees, better than whatever. 
I'm telling you, the assault bike is money. And so a couple of things, uh, routines I like to do on the assault bike for my cardio. Today I did a 30 seconds, so I did 30 seconds as hard as I could, 30 second rest. 20 seconds as hard as I could, 20 second rest. 10 seconds as hard as I could, 10 second rest. And then my training partner went on, did that same thing. So basically I got a two minute rest to recover, about two and a half minutes to recover, and then I did it again. I did a couple sets of that. Man, by the uh, third and fourth set, I felt like, especially that last set, I was barely making it, you know. I got that feeling of, oh, man, I might throw up. But you just, especially knowing how much it's helped my cardio, it makes me long for it. Like, it makes me want to do it because, man, suffer for two minutes to get the benefits that it gives you. I'm telling you, if you're not doing that, Give it a try. What I would tell you guys, so you guys just heard kind of my philosophies and what I like to do for strength and conditioning. What I would tell you is everyone's going to be different. Um, Eddie Bravo gave me some advice. I should say gave me, gave our association, like the guys are competing a lot. This is when I was a purple belt. I heard Eddie say this, and I've heard him say this a few times, but he told a couple of us when I was up there in LA, he was like, hey, what you guys need. He's like, put time into your strength and conditioning. And he said to train jujitsu four times a week and to do strength and conditioning three times a week. And that's what uh, a jujitsu athlete should do. I like to do five or six days a week of jujitsu. I don't like to do seven days in a row anymore, but I like to do five or six. Preferably, I like to do four days in a row and take a day off. Three days in a row, take a day off. Four days in a row, take a day off. But I like to do five or six days a week with three strength and conditioning sessions. Anything more than that's a little bit too much for my body. I mix in two a days in there all the time. Like today, I've already done some Wim Hof breathing. I worked out and I'm gonna do a drill session and a little bit of jujitsu tonight. So, you know, that's a lot of stress on the body. And tomorrow I'm gonna do a hard jujitsu session. So I won't do any lifting. So anytime I know I'm gonna do like a hard jujitsu session, I'm going to come in and train competition style. I never do strength and conditioning, especially like heavy lifting or anything like that. I'm, I definitely will probably do some bands afterwards and beforehand just to kind of warm up, but no hard lifting, no sprints, no nothing like that. I like to keep that, that work separate. So like today, I did a heavy lift and some hard assault bike work. I'm going to come in tonight and really work some just basic passing patterns and maybe a couple of light rolls. If you're not doing any strength and conditioning, I highly recommend starting with 15 to 20 minute routines. The worst thing you could do is get a gym membership and tell yourself you're going to go out three or four times a week and do an hour plus of lifting. I hate doing an hour plus of lifting. It's too much time. I like bang for your buck routines and you'll be shocked of just picking four or five exercises and committing them committing to do them for a year and making sure that you keep track of what you're lifting or what your times are or you know if you're doing the broad jump just measure it and keep track of it and you'll be shocked in just three months how much stronger you've gotten by doing five exercises three times a week or 45 minutes of a Pilates style workout or 30 minutes of hard athletic training like you'll be shocked at the results you get And that's something that really motivates me is just knowing that, oh man, 20 minutes of suffering and I'm going to get 
humongous cardio benefits, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer to go and do that work. Where, ah, man, if you got to spend two hours in the gym and you're around all these people that are just, you know, taking 20 minutes because they're taking selfies at the squat rack and you're trying to do heavy back squats and then you get hurt doing a heavy back squat or you get hurt doing a deadlift, of course you're going to stop lifting. And so for me, everything uh, right now is about risk versus reward and that's why I don't do a lot of heavy Olympic lifting. It's just the risk is a little too high and for me, it's all about being the best I can in my daily life and for training jujitsu. So if you don't know what to do or you don't know much about lifting, I highly recommend finding a personal trainer. There are many personal trainers, I think, out there that are terrible and are going to be a bad fit for you. Make sure that your trainer isn't just trying to kill you every workout. Give them even an interview, you know, kind of talk to them and see where they envision, you know, like, hey, I want to get better. I do this thing at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu three or four times a week. I'm going to compete in three months. I want to get stronger and have a little bit better cardio. And I'm telling you, if all they're doing is talking, about, well, yeah, we're going to do heavy bench press and we're going to do heavy squat, like, dude, that's so 1980s. Look, I'll do dumbbell bench press every now and then, but it's, again, risk versus reward and bang for your buck. Bench press is so 20, 30 years ago, okay? Make sure your person is talking about joint health, talking about longevity, and giving you a plan that makes sense. Not just, hey, I'm going to turn you into Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm going to turn you into this giant jack dude. I want you to take these supplements, and we're going to get you to be one of the strongest dudes at the gym. That's not what you want. And I'm telling you, you're going to get injured if you go in and all you're trying to do is heavy Olympic lifting. It's just that's what I always see and that's what people happens at CrossFit. You go into CrossFit and they're forcing you to do you know, clean and jerks and heavy cleans and heavy deadlifts or you're doing 50 deadlifts in a session and you're going to hurt your back and then you're going to have to take off a few months doing what you really love and that's jiu-jitsu. Make sure, though, don't be one of those guys that's like, I don't lift because it makes my jiu-jitsu better or Marcelo didn't lift because, you know, yeah, you're going to only be a better version of yourself with some type of strength and conditioning program. Your joints, your submission locks, your cardio when you're passing is going to thank you for the extra time you spend getting stronger, faster, and in better shape. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate you guys asking me questions. I love to spend a few days and just think about what I want to say. I don't just get on here and start rambling. You know, I try and have a plan, and there's a lot of things I'm really passionate about, and strength and conditioning is definitely one of them. So if you have any questions, feel free. Send me a Facebook message, and I'll try and help you out or give you a few ideas to get you started. Until next time, guys, later.